You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. We are live <laughs> and back. We're live. Yes. Do the value statement now. The value statement, here we go. <laughs> Welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, the show where you hear things you don't hear in church. Yes. Um, Talk about the gray areas yeah, of Christianity. Gray areas of the Christian faith, because we just found that far too often people have serious questions that they feel like get neglected or passed over or not given the attention that we think they They're should. too lazy to Google the answer. <laughs> So they listen to this 40-minute podcast instead. <laughs> and hope that we were talking about what they were looking for. Um, this week, we're going to be talking to you guys about um, addiction to social media and the internet and how not to do that and how to maybe create margin or space in your life mm. for um, growth and uh, maybe reflection or meditation or whatever you need. Mm. But yeah, social media is a big problem in today's culture. Everyone is all about it. So. Yeah. We're talking about phone addiction in general and yeah. how to deal with it biblically, um, what it kind of means for our society, for the everyday Christian, the problems it may create, um, even the, the good things that it may do to us as well, the interesting things. We'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, Yeah, so it's going to be a, a good discussion. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah. Um, so real quick, we're just going to give you – actually, this could be like a less than two-minute podcast real quick because I'm just going to give you surefire advice <laughs> on how to overcome – Phone and social media addiction. I don't approve of this message. Stop it. Anything else you'd like to add, Derek? Treat the underlying issue. Just stop the underlying issue. <laughs> suppress, suppress, ignore That's problems. That's my motto. Suppress, suppress, suppress. <laughs> what do we do when we're sad? We suppress. <laughs> Say it with me. <laughs> suppress. suppress. <laughs> uh, obviously, that's a joke. Don't do that. Uh, we like to encourage... Uh, healthy uh, mental states and and growing in emotional health and mental health. So don't just decide to try to stop it. Although, when it's convenient. Yeah. In a way, it's good to just say, you know what, I'm done. I'm stopping this because it's a good, like, uh, I guess, like, like a adrenaline rush to like, get you motivated. But mm-hmm. there's going to be further steps that will be involved into yes into creating long-lasting change. And so as far as internet addiction goes which I've never had, so I can't even understand no. that. <laughs> I don't go on I don't, media fast every s- other week. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Because last week I was off social media for about five or six days, so I could just decompress and create margin in my life. So, mm. yeah, definitely it's a regular thing that... You guys have. deal with all this. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like... Way too holy for that. I don't, I don't know. Dude, I have a podcast. I just spend all my time in the presence of God. I don't even know. What, Instagram? So, social what you, media? You guys are watching Tic Tacs, don't you? Is that yeah. like a new Bible translation? <laughs> what is that? Uh, who's Your face has a book? I don't know. The only book I look like is the book of life. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so in this age where there's so much information, you know, they call it the information age or the technology technological age yeah. we have so much technology um phones are everywhere everybody has a phone i think i got my first phone when i was 14 but kids now i think are getting them at like one or something like that <laughs> I, actually the other day yeah i, saw I don't know how little, old kids are getting I phones saw a little baby like playing on a to- like a toddler playing on an ipad i, I don't think kids get phones to get ipads yeah that's what happens yeah it's just which is way worse yeah. i think 
like scientifically backed yeah. bad for kids growth. Oh yeah. It's like I think I heard at some point maybe the laws changed, but France used to have a law where they weren't like kids under fourteen weren't allowed to have, have smartphones. Oh really? For the development of their brain. Yeah, that's so, not an American thing. Nope, mm. very much not. No, <laughs> you can screw your kids up as much as you want. Freedom, baby. As long as you don't hit them, you're fine. <laughs> or do give them drugs <laughs> besides Which sugar and coffee and technology. Yeah. It's like just certain drugs don't give them. Yeah. Which is fine. Don't give your kids cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Come back for more free parental advice. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many kids. <laughs> yeah, so we want to talk about like the good stuff that's come from this and the bad things that also occur from it and how it affects a Christian's life, right? And how maybe to um, detox from all of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I think this is such a popular topic that people talk about all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Detoxing from technology addiction is one of the... Um, like most popular Google search things, actually, Whoa. especially when we just come out of like a global ca- or well, we're still in a global pandemic, like trying to get out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, everyone's stuck at home with nothing. Yeah, to do. everybody's been stuck at home for over a year now, or about about a year oh, now. This is so crazy. Not a, not a year, like eleven months or something like that. Yeah, eleven months because it, it was in March, yeah. close to eleven months. Everybody's just been stuck at home or close to stuck at home, and. I would say social media addiction is at an all-time high, even though it's probably been a topic that people have known about and talked about for a long time, right? Books have been written about it over and over and over and all the problems that it causes. Um, And I think it causes some really unique problems for Christians specifically. Um, And we can talk about those in a little bit. But obviously, like, this technology does really good things for us. Mm -hmm. Like, it has helped us with a lot of the boredom of just having to stay inside, especially if you yeah. if you live in a more suburban place, um, where like you don't have like a, the woods you can go to to yeah. like be out like in imagine nature being or something in a like studio that. Studio apartment. Yeah, and COVID's happening. You got oh, nowhere to go. You have a room. You can't go outside or anything like that. You're just stuck in your house. Imagine you didn't have anything to paint. You got a or, balcony. Yeah. There's only so many paintings and so much bread you can make before you go crazy. And, and so, that, okay, yeah, so let's just look at that real quick. People are painting and making bread at the beginning of COVID. <laughs> now we're taking down billionaires, bro. Yeah. Through the stock market. Yep. Pretty crazy. We are learning. So obviously it serves its purposes. You know, it does help us sort of come together in a roundabout way mm-hmm. of connecting us like through video and text with people and stuff like that. We can keep up with people's lives on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, yep. maybe whatever you're into reddit yeah reddit um so there are a lot of like good uses for these things and i'm definitely not a a technology or social media hater like whatsoever like one Mm -hmm. of the main things i i watch youtube videos about is like phone technology and the new phones coming out and the new like cards and stuff that are in them and the new processors and things like that so i really do i really am interested in all that kind of thing Um, but i think it's very healthy or very necessary to have um, a healthy boundary on how you consume all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? And I was reading up on this topic a little bit ago, and someone did a, like a little quiz out to like a thousand people, not a quiz, like a survey, and they said like A, B, C for the answers, and A was um, I have limits on my social media use, and um, it affects me positively or something like that. And the middle one was I have no... Um, restrictions on my social media use and I see no effect like negatively on my life and the third one was um I have no boundaries on my social media use and I do see negative effects right Mm. and the majority of people clicked b the I have no boundaries on my social media use or my even my, my phone use in general um 
and I see no negative effects in my life. And so I think this is a really sneaky kind of addiction and problem that we can face where we, we don't really see the effects because everybody is on this drug. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and everybody's kind of having the same symptoms and the entertainment is sort of tailored to those symptoms and the way that our, our jobs and like how we like our jobs is even being tailored to this, uh, this thing, which is I think why a lot of people are unhappy at work. Um, yeah. sometimes, sometimes, but we can get into that a little bit. Um, so I think it's a very sneaky thing. Like people don't realize they have a lot of this technology addiction. Um, there are of course a lot of people who do, like I said before, it's one of the most like search Google, um, searches. So some people do definitely know that it's a problem. And I would say even the people who don't think it is like in the back of their mind, no, this is probably a problem. I probably right. don't, I probably don't see it right now, um, for myself. But it can create like a lot of harmful things, as well as it can be used for good if you do it well. But you yeah. have any thoughts so far? Yeah, I was just saying like it can be used for good, but it's very hard to. It, you, you have to get to a certain level of, of self awareness mm -hmm. to see like what the negative effects are before you can make changes to have it do good things. Yeah. Right. So as much as it can be used for good, oftentimes it's not very likely that I think most people, mass, vast majority of people would get to a place like that, mm. right? Because a lot of people just want to scroll to pass the time because, like, I don't like my job. I don't like my, the school I'm in. I just want to pass the time until I yeah. go to sleep and then I'll wake up and repeat, yeah. right? And so, and, and that's even dangerous in itself. One of, like, besides all the other stuff it does, it acts as an escape and to suppress and numb yourself from making, maybe making needed changes in your life mm -hmm. or working on broken relationships or even spending time with God as Christians, mm -hmm. right? It bleeds into like that and, and pulls us away from the presence of God. And so there's, there's a myriad of things that it does that are, are bad. And I think if, and if we want to use it to be good, which can be used as a tool, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a neutral thing, mm -hmm. but the way it affects sort of. us, yeah. the technology, yeah. The people who create the media, I guess I would say, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, interesting on both yeah. sides. The content creators are obviously not neutral. They are looking for a response, yeah, yeah. but the technology itself is, neutral because yeah. it's technology okay but yes it can be used either which way yeah yeah i would say the content creators know how the human body works and they oh, know yeah. how to manipulate it so the media may be neutral but can be used to abuse oh absolutely um i think a really interesting thing that social media and even just technology in general has done that i think is one of the biggest problems that it creates is it has the answer for everything for us. Not in like that you can Google something and find the answer all the time, but that if you need to find love, I can go on the internet. Yeah. If you need to find adventure, you can go on the internet. You know what I mean? If you need to find comfort, you can go on the internet. You can find everything you need on the internet. You know what I mean? You can get that like quick fix of I want to feel this way like on the internet. You can get your, um, uh, your all your entertainment on there. You yeah. get all your education on there. Like everything you could need, it has. So it, it allows you to stay comfortable, like comfortably um, with your walls up away from people, but feeling like you're still progressing because you can get all of the, or at least a version of all the things that you need to be alive, like human connection and love mm -hmm. um, and even fun and right. entertainment um, and learning Yeah, definitely. In, in a dose, in a, sort of like a technological dose where you're um, removed from the actual thing, like actually going out and snowboarding or actually right. falling in love with someone, um, or actually having a conversation with someone, you're viewing a, v a version of that online, um, but it's sort of distorted. And I think it creates like an instant gratification in yeah. a lot of people where it's hard to actually do those things in real life 
once you've sort of become comfortable with just getting them so easily online. And there's versions of this that's, that's healthy, I guess, if you're having boundaries around it. But being aware that you're becoming so comfortable with um, yourself becoming numb to real love and real adventure. And, like, those things are hard. Like, a lot of people don't like going out and having adventures anymore because it's easier just to watch a movie about it or to, like, right. watch an Instagram story about it of someone else doing it or a TikTok video of someone else doing it, right? And you could say, well, I don't have the money or the funds or something like that, but you can always go on adventures in your own town. Yeah, you like, can you can make it somehow. Yeah, yeah, and that's, like, it's, like, giving you the desired outcome that you're looking for in your life mm. without maybe the risk necessary, the work needed to get there. Yeah. So it's, like, it seems like it's all the fun without any of the sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? And that's probably what's really appealing about it is that it's like, oh, it's so like, like you said, it's easily consumable. It's instant gratification. Mm. And it's like, oh, I want to see what it's like to skydive over Dubai. Yeah. Obviously, I can't afford that. Let me go watch a video. Right. And then you can just like, oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I want to see romance you just put on Netflix or whatever. Right. And maybe you want to do both at the same time. So you scroll, net, mm-hmm. scroll while watching Netflix or mm-hmm. whatnot. And so it's giving you a sense of all of these experiences without actually giving you the experience. And that maybe is like even part of the down, the pitfall or maybe something that could cause a sense of depression is that someone might realize like, oh my gosh, like I don't know if I'll ever know what it's like to skydive. Mm-hmm. And now I'm sad that I watched this because it looks so awesome, but I'm never going to do it. Yeah. And so now it's a sense of missing out and FOMO takes mm-hmm. over, right? And then you want comfort, so you just keep scrolling. Yeah. And I mean, I've experienced all of these things. Like, I'm not just like trying to preach at someone because I've never experienced this stuff. Like, all the time, I have to like reel back like the amount of like intake I'm and time I spend on my phone. Like when I was in quarantine, I was checking like my analytics on my phone. And I was on it like 14 hours a day, like the whole time I was awake because there's nothing else yeah. to do. Yeah. Like when I was in quarantine, I was in quarantine for a full month last year, mm-hmm. and I wasn't there. I had a room, you know what I mean? Like most of the time, I had a room. And like mm-hmm. a little kitchen, like I was by myself. Right. And so I was either just like watching TV or on my phone learning something or listening to a podcast or working out and listening to something or on my phone. And so your phone tracks all of that, and I was mm-hmm. just on it forever. So I've experienced like all of the, the most extremes of being addicted to your phone to like not being. Yeah. And so I think most people have kind of been in that situation and are sort of aware of what we're talking about. And um, yeah, we just kind of want to talk about. I guess the the biblical response and we can talk about some more negatives first like I've had times where I'll just start getting depressed and I'll think like why am I depressed like I'm not sad about anything I'll think I've been on my phone like a lot lately and I've kind of been detached and I know like I'm not watching like particularly like sad content or anything like that but I know that when I do that it's like it's sneaky like you just start to get sad because you're like disconnected from people yeah it's really interesting I remember I've had I have a distinct memory right now of like I was having a really bad week. I was on a social media fast. Mm-hmm. And I was having a really bad week, and I was laying in bed and I couldn't fall asleep, and my mind would not stop racing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just gonna go look at memes. So yep. I like hit up Instagram. Like I was like, whatever. I'm not gonna. I'm ending this fast because I want this, which mm-hmm. is like the opposite of what a fast is for, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but, right. Um, but yes, and I just remember I just scrolled memes for probably 30 minutes, and I felt like a little bit happier, and then went to sleep. Mm. But that's like a bad sign. That's yeah. like that's a sign of an addiction. That's just saying I'm feeling antsy. I need something. I'm just gonna go get yeah. it, smoke a smoke a little bit of weed real quick, and then right. be fine. It's like that's not <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, you're dependent <laughs> on that thing. Yeah, and so it's definitely a reality check to like, oh my gosh, like because mm-hmm. I'm I'm used to like 
scrolling at night, you know? And, they, and there's so many studies done that says like, your mental health improves vastly if you spend the first and last hour of your day not on your phone. Mm -hmm. You wake up, you don't go on your phone for the first hour. Yeah. You're off your phone the, the last hour of the day before you go to sleep. Yeah. And like what you do around your sleeping hours is like super important for how you sleep and then how your brain grows, mm -hmm. right? Because what you consume, like how you start off your day and how you end your day is like what your brain's basically just dwelling on kind of. Yeah. And so if you're like always, there's like always scrolling, 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 social media, social media, maybe emails from work, whatnot, people getting mad at you or, or work emails that annoy you and give you anxiety. Mm. You start your day in that, you're off track for the rest of the day. Yeah. You end your day with that, you're like, you're closing off not in that state of peace, so then you're gonna wake up restless because you're like, oh man. And so mm -hmm. there's a little bit of practical advice, just don't go on your phone the first hour and last hour of your day. Yeah, I think something else that it can create when you're on your phone too much or just consuming media too much um, especially throughout the day, maybe not even too much, just in all of your free time, is you don't actually ever rest. Like, mm. I can specifically remember the last time I just had some free time and I just didn't do anything. Like, I just laid there and didn't try to fall asleep, but didn't try to do anything, just like rested. And it was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, when was the last time I took an intentional hour or two to like get away from everything and just zone out, maybe read under a tree in a park? It was last summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that was it. I definitely read sometimes, but just, like, like I remember exactly where I was. Like, I laid down on this, like, little chair thing, and, like, I just kind of looked up at the sky, and I did that for, like, five minutes. I was like, wow, this is really nice. And I thought, all right, I'm over this. Let's do something else. <laughs> and I, like, got on my phone. And, like, we don't let ourselves detox. We don't let ourselves sit with our thoughts. And I think it'd be really interesting to see what kind of effects that has on our bodies and our minds when we don't ever let ourselves sit with the things we think about. Yeah. Like, we don't have a lot of original thoughts because we're just fed with so many cool ideas all the time, right? right? Yeah, and you definitely. can learn a lot, but none of it is even original thought because we don't let ourselves sit with our own imaginations and our own thoughts ever. Right. So we never actually create anything on our own. We're just, like, sort of regurgitating content and things that we've seen before and sort of just repeating everything over and over instead of thinking about things. Yeah, one of our friends, I'm not gonna say his name because he likes to have more privacy on the internet as mm -hmm. far as that's concerned, but he just went to one of the other islands on um, in Hawaii. We live on in Oahu. Mm -hmm. He visited one of the other islands and one of his friends there is um, completely off the grid. Mm -hmm. And so they let them stay at their house and he said for seven days he just left his phone in his suitcase or whatever and didn't go on his phone. Wow. Was just watching his kid and it was him and his kid and. It, in this house that's off the grid and he's off his phone for a straight week just Dang. out and i just thought i am so like jealous of that yeah it'd be interesting not in, to like, see a, a bad way where i'm like i want that but i'm just like that sounds so amazing first like day or two i'd be like i'm so bored i'm so bored i'm mm -hmm. so bored and i think by day three it'd be like oh this is nice yeah and just imagine how much reading you could do or journaling and writing and Drinking coffee, mm. another addiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go through a couple more things before we talk about sort of the, the solves to this fix yeah. or the fixes um, to this problem, right? Um, one of the things I want to talk about that more relates to Christians is I think it kind of creates um, kind of a spiritual like dissatisfaction or uh, like kind of a spiritual like ADD or ADHD. Mm. I can't remember which one it is. Yeah. Um, where you're so used to this instant gratification, just like 
swiping and you see the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. It's always interesting, right? And you're kind of being fed this content quickly, right? And there doesn't seem to be an end. That when you're like reading the Bible, after like five minutes, you're like, okay, like when's the next thing? Yeah. Like when do I go to the next thing? Or you're praying and you're like, well, it seems like I prayed about everything. Like when's the next thing? Mm-hmm. And you kind of just get distracted. You want to check your phone. You want to like go to whatever the next activity is. And we've, yeah. we've lost so much of the sense of being able to just sit and let God continue to speak to us and be patient in the waiting or yeah. in the listening or in the reading. And enjoying the slowness that God might take in reaching mm-hmm. us, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to talk about that. That's amazing. Yeah. So. Talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure if you had any more thoughts you wanted to go with that. Um, no, I just think it's really interesting that we, we kind of have created that. I know in myself I've, I found that all the time, and I have to force myself to like leave my phone somewhere else and say, I'm going to read for 30 minutes an hour right now. I'm going to pray for 30 minutes an hour right now. Yeah. I'm going to do this thing for this amount of time. And even if I get bored or even if I want to stop and do something else, like I have to continue to do it yeah. to build that discipline. Yeah. Like the other day I was reading, I was doing a quiet time. And I think it actually maybe it was this morning. <laughs> so it's been a long <laughs> few days. Um, I just remember recently I was reading and I read a good amount and I was like content with what I read. I felt like it was a good amount. And then I was like done and I was praying and then I got done praying and I was sitting there and I was like, I still got like 20 minutes mm-hmm. before I have to do something. And I was like, I should do, this should not happen. Like mm-hmm. I should be, my, in my mind, I'm like, I should be like upset. I should feel like I'm running out of time to spend time with God, right? Yeah. It shouldn't be like, oh, I did it now I have 20 minutes. It should be like, what, I only have 20 minutes left? Yeah. You know, and I think there's, there's something to be said about resting in the presence of God. I mean, like, really, like, like you said, putting your phone away, finding another source of music just to listen, or maybe turn on airplane mode and put on music, mm. and, and sitting in the presence of God with your favorite worship songs mm. on, and you just sit there and just rest and know, because I think the idea is, like, we feel like we want to be in a rush yeah. in that because we assume the rest of the world is in a rush, right? Mm-hmm. That's a normal assumption, but it makes us, I wonder how much that translates into how we view God, like, we might view God like God's in a rush, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're like, okay, we're going to come to God That's and we're true. always in a rush. Now we think, oh, God is in a rush, so I'm going to rush through this. Mm-hmm. And I really, and now I'm like just like going off right now. I'm thinking like, what if people think that God's in a rush and doesn't want to spend too much time with them because they have a negative view of God? Mm-hmm. You know, if you accept it and realize how much God loves you and how much time God wants to spend with you mm-hmm. and that he's not annoyed to spend time with you. He's like mm. excited when you're in his presence and he, in all your sins, he's, he's forgiven. So he doesn't think about them. And mm. he says he, he forgets them. The, the Bible says he actually decides to forget your sins. Mm. And when you come to him and spend time with him, he's not like, all right, this guy's back. And I know we got to deal with this certain problem because he always has a certain problem. So mm. we're just going to figure it out. God, that's not God's heart. You know, he's yeah. like so excited that we would spend time with him because we're his kids and he loves us. He's like, yeah, I'm so excited because you're going to be conformed to the image of Jesus like I've told you. Yeah. You're going to learn my heart. I'm excited to share my heart with you. That's God's attitude towards us. Mm-hmm. And if we would see that, I think it would help us rest in his presence because then you, and the idea of resting means like ceasing from striving, ceasing from hurrying, and it allows us vulnerability to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it allows us, and it is vulnerable to, to rest because if you're resting, you're not, looking over your shoulder in danger you're not you're relaxing you're not uptight thinking something's going to happen yeah and so this idea of resting in the presence of god is letting down your guards and and receiving from him what he has to say and knowing and like god's not mad at you if you don't feel like you heard him Mm. right yeah like he's not gonna be like oh you didn't hear from me today he's gonna be like man like 
you just sat down and spent time with that's great mm. and if we understood the grace and love of god that he has for us it would help us spend time in his presence or we just like i don't have to read a certain number of chapters i don't have to say certain things when i pray i can just i want to read because it's good and it's a discipline that we should mm. have and i want to pray because it's a discipline and it's helpful and it gives us peace but this idea when you're worshiping in the presence of god you're just like god i receive from you man like mm. I love you. You care about me. And I'm just going to like sit with that for a moment. And, and really like, I think we should ponder that, ponder the fact that God loves you. Mm-hmm. And that would be a form of rest. I'm going on a tangent now. So I think I'm, I think I'm all right. But mm. like, as far as what it looks like for a Christian, like to cease from striving on social media and break all that stuff, like put it away and just like sit down and just accept the love of God for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think one of the last things that I want to hit on um, before we move on to sort of the fixes um, is how much this information age changes our biblical worldview. Um, it's a little bit different, but I think it's worth noting because we don't talk about like the kind of information we come across all the time. Um, the amount of time we spend, or at least I would say I spend, in the Word of God and talking about God and talking to God and worshiping God um, is probably more than the average Christian. Um, just because I prioritize it, but it's definitely not more than the wor- the other worldview that I spend most of my time which, with, right. which is like the world, right? right? And so, no matter what, even if I like try to fight against that worldview, if I'm spending more time with it, then um, and that's like intentional to spending time with that content, whether that's YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or whatever it is. Um, I'm being influenced by that, whether I like it or not, or whether I'm fighting against it or not, right? And it's going to seep into your worldview no matter what you try to do. Now, I think it's one of the most deceptive things that's sneaky that happens to us is we, our worldview changes, even if we were like sound and solid theologically and biblically, we can start to see our actions and our mindsets change, even our opinions change, just because we've been influenced by the things that are watching um, subtly, Yeah. right? I think it's yeah. really interesting and Definitely. it's really... Uh, a really dangerous thing that we forget about all the time. So I keep like finding myself, checking myself, and, like why do I I feel this way towards this thing, even though I know this is what I think about this topic, right? I start feeling different ways about it because I get um, I get so caught up in a worldly worldview rather than a biblical worldview. I start to feel incorrect ways about things that I should feel a different way that God has like or did sanctify me in before. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, like. I don't know, you can just pick a controversial topic that you're supposed to feel a certain way on um, and you start to feel the other way on it. Right, right, right. I think a great example is taking personal responsibility for things and so much this age and this world preaches you're just a product of like your circumstances, right? Where there's completely valid psychology behind you or um, partially a product of your circumstances, um, but you're definitely still responsible for your own actions. And the Bible preaches that all over the all over the place. Self-denial, self-discipline, all of those things all right, over the right. Bible, right? And I can get in this this place where I know those things, but I can start making excuses for the wrong that I see in the world for people and just say, "Oh, that's just how they were raised. Oh, that's just because like this thing was done to them," right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's like can be a good thing to understand. As long as you don't discount this person still made that choice for themselves, they're not being controlled by um, like some situation that had happened to them before. It's influencing them, but it's not like that thing didn't make that choice for them. 
right? right? And so I can't take away their own free will and personal choice that the Bible talks about over and over and over just because um, something happened to them in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a part of it. And so I can find myself all the time feeling like I'm that person is justified because of that worldview, because of the amount of time I'm spending with con- consuming content that is um, yeah. that has that worldview. Whereas if I spent more time or I would say just less time um, consuming that worldview, I would still continue to be sanctified by Christ in that area and more in my heart be convinced by what the Bible says rather than my mind, if that makes sense. Yeah, and there's an aspect where, like, the at least for the example of people being a product of their, their situation, there's an aspect of the biblical worldview does bring empathy to that. And Absolutely. It's like, oh, man, like, this is, this is what you're thinking, and I know why, and we're going to work mm-hmm. through that. But it doesn't give people a pass to yep. do that. Yep. You know, that's super good. And the thing is, like, everything in the world is fighting for our attention. And something that we talk about here at YWAM often is that there's two. There's only two kingdoms, right? Mm-hmm. There's a kingdom of God and there's a kingdom of darkness. Mm-hmm. And if your brain's not being pulled by the kingdom of God or you're not being changed by the kingdom of God, it doesn't matter how harmless it might seem. If it's not from God, it's demonic. Yeah. You know, there's no neutral in the universe. It's mm-hmm. either evil or it's godly. Yep. And so you're either going to be discipled by the renewing of your mind through um, I don't know, community, Christian community, mm-hmm. the Bible, uh, prayer, worship, uh, meditating on who God is, mm-hmm. all those things that we're supposed to do as Christians. Or you're going to be discipled by the world, which is yeah. overtly and, and naturally just demonic. It's just yep. what the Bible teaches. And I know demonic's a strong word, mm-hmm. but all that, if I want to soften, I'll say anti-God. It's not the kingdom of yeah. God. Right? So you might think, oh, but, but my political ideas that, that seem like they're super empathetic, but they don't maybe they don't line up with the Bible. I don't want to say they're demonic because I, mm-hmm. I, I like them, but mm-hmm. that's, that, that's part of the Christianity walk where it's like we have to be humble enough to say, oh, I've had this evil mindset. I need to change it. Yeah. Like Absolutely. I've had very negative thoughts towards a certain people group in the past and God said, you need to change this. Yeah. And I said, you're, yeah, that's you're right. 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 And so it is true. Like even if you don't think that you're being discipled by, or yeah, we'll say apprenticed by mm-hmm. um, the world or, demonic mindsets if you're not being transformed by god then it's happening without you even knowing which might be even worse because it's passive and you don't know how to fight against it yeah right and there's that's a definite real reality where we gotta pay attention like oh man like i know everywhere i go if it's not glorifying christ it's gonna try to pull me away from christ mm. and then you can still enjoy i think you can still enjoy social media mm. you can still enjoy Instagram and, and whatnot to an extent with that mindset knowing that okay a lot of what I'm seeing is going to try to pull me away so I got to be very careful how I use this yeah right and there's this aspect where we don't want to just say like yeah go on go crazy have fun whatever you want because I, I, specifically I'm thinking of this Bible verse that says uh, friendship with the world is enmity with Christ yeah which is if you affirm the things of the world in like a way that's like I love this, this is good we should keep doing this but it's not something that's necessarily glorifying God then that's like going against God because it might seem empathetic on the surface. Mm-hmm. Let's take um, there's certain political, um, uh, I'm not going to get into it right now, but there's certain political groups that have gotten pretty popular in the last year mm-hmm. who seem like they're really empathetic to the marginalized, but you read their statements and they're actually very anti-God where they want to deconstruct the nuclear family or they mm-hmm. want to do all these terrible things that like, that are really bad for society and go against what God has called humanity to do, mm-hmm. right? So on the surface, it seems like it's super empathetic. It's awesome. We want to get behind it. But then you dig deeper and you realize, oh, it's anti-Christ. Yeah. 
right? Absolutely. And so you just got to pay attention. Like the things that, you, that, that we're being discipled by or the things that are being shown to us on the daily, if it's not from God, it's from the enemy and it's going to try to pull you away. And so just keep that in mind. Be wise. Be aware of what you're consuming and, and let God change your mind rather than social media. Yeah. You clip that, you heard. <laughs> For sure. Are you ready to move on to how we can fix it a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, some advice. Um, I was just thinking about this TikTok actually just now that I saw a few days ago. Um, and this is just in my life, in the teams that I lead, um, in all the things that I do. I like to kind of treat people like adults and not like, you know, not like children. And a lot of times... Wait, I love that you said that so... It sounded so genuine. But I know it's like a low key joke. Like I, I feel like it is. Like, cause yeah, like yeah. some people treat certain students like, oh, you're just like kids. So I got treat. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's like you're an adult. So I love that you're like, I'm just gonna treat you like an adult. Yeah. The way you phrase it is hilarious. Yeah. I like to treat people like adults. Um, but one, you don't get to be treated like an adult if you're not acting like an adult. Um, and I saw this. I saw this TikTok that was the, the definition of being an adult, and they were just saying their definition and like one thing their mom used to say or something like that. <laughs> and they were like, a definition of an adult is someone who learns how to parent themselves. And so they're like, once you stop needing a parent because you put your own restrictions on yourself, that's when you become an adult. And they're just talking about how like most kids today like are, they grow up and they're like 27 or whatever and they're still not an adult because mm-hmm. they still don't know how to parent themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And so they were saying like, you could be 15 and know how to parent yourself and be more an adult, um, not in age, but in mindset than someone who doesn't know necessarily how to be an adult. Um, in action, but is older, yeah. if that makes sense. No, that so, makes totally sense. Yeah. So I say that because it takes discipline to defeat something like this, right? It's so easy to get sucked in. It's so entertaining. It's a black hole. It's yeah. hard. We get it. We're there with you. Yeah. Everybody knows and is in the same boat together of like the information you can consume and the content that you can consume, how interesting it is and all that kind of stuff. And the fear of missing out when you stop looking at those things. Like if you turn YouTube notifications off or you stop going on TikTok, like what viral thing are you going to miss or yeah, what like that's real, what bro. video are you going to miss? Like yeah. those are real fears. When I got, have. yeah, that's so real. I got off. So, why do you social, social media fast? I come back and there's a whole new batch of memes that I've missed. And I'm just like, I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't get the meme. I don't get the meme. But I'm like, but I know my mental state was the best it's ever been, but I don't get the meme. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's like a handoff. you got to yeah. decide what you want. And once you decide what you want, then you can start setting boundaries. And, and why I say I want to treat people like adults is because people get to choose what they want their life to be like, right? Mm-hmm. And you can choose to be on your phone all the time, or you have the free will to choose to not be. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Or... You could choose to not have either of those extremes and have a healthy medium where you're utilizing technology correctly um, and not abusing it, not staying away from it, right? But you're using it. You're using it. It's not using you. You're using it to serve you, and then you're not being addicted to it. You're not, like, constantly having to be on it, constantly having to check it. But it's serving you, and then you're not serving it, if that makes sense. Um, And it's, it's... a hard thing to do and it's a hard boundary because it's like you're keeping tem- temptation like right there mm-hmm. you know what I mean and so it can be easy to slip back into just I'm on this all the time or I'm looking at this when I'm bored right. or like on all my breaks I'm just going back to my phone or something right yeah. it's really easy to get back in that mindset oh, easy. but if you set up like severe boundaries for yourself and, and you, you can you yeah and you absolutely can. can and you stick to those boundaries like you can do it 
Yeah. You know, it's not possible. Right. Okay. So, like, practically for iPhone users, at least, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Android has this feature too. Yep. You can limit your apps. Yep. You can set time limits. So, and you can set passcodes for them. Mm-hmm. So, a very good thing you could do is limit one hour a day for social media yeah. of all of it. Give and it to your give friend. A, yeah, your friend a password or tell your friend to put in a password and say, hey, don't give this to me unless it's an emergency. Yeah, I can so do the same thing. don't know what guys, it would be an emergency. Yeah. But and you can still get all the notifications, right? Yeah. You still get the notifications so you can see if someone's trying to get a hold of you. You can just text them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You your, don't, your texting's te- not blocked. Just get their number. Yeah. So if you don't have it. And yeah, and I have so many conversations on Instagram. That's like one of the reasons I don't like giving it up is because I have like, I don't know, around average five conversations going on at a time. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, I want to stop doing this. But I think they're not going to miss me. They're like, my friends are not going to, I know, like, I love my friends and they love me, but they're not going to be that mad if I right. don't, like, we all got our lives going on. We're right, busy. Right. We, that we get it. And so, yeah, you can set up very real things like, yeah. So one, like that thing earlier I said, don't be on your phone mm-hmm. an hour to, like, after you wake up in an hour, you go to sleep. And some people, that might be really hard if you got to work that you're working from like a mo- oh, what's it called? Mobile working? Uh, yeah, working at home. Remote working, yeah. yeah. Remote, if you're working at home so your boss needs to get a hold of you, maybe emergency, whatever, that makes sense. That's fine. But mm-hmm. if you can help it, don't be on your phone an hour around the sleeping hours. Mm-hmm. So like an hour after you wake up, an hour before you go to bed. Set time limits on your mm-hmm. apps. And then what's really fun once you start doing this is at least for Android, iPhone, like every week it gives you uh, a stats review. So it's yeah. like, your weekly screen time was up 47% or right. down 30 I got one on Sunday that said, your average screen time was down 37% last week. That's great. And I was like, yes! And anytime it's over four hours a day, I feel really bad. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I just spent like a full like sixth of my day yeah. on my phone, but another sixth of my day was sleeping. Mm-hmm. So I was like... Because I sleep for like maybe six, eight hours. But I was like, mm. that's insane. A fifth of my time of waking up was spent looking at my screen. Yeah. What do I... And I know I'm not doing work on my phone. Mm-hmm. So it's probably memes or something like that. So I'm right. just like, oh, man. Or talking to someone or something like that. Yeah. If it's sure. FaceTime, it's different. That, mm-hmm. that, spi- that makes a big spike. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah. So what other applications you got? Yeah. I mean, I would say you have to take like a mental stock of your life and you're responsible for your own life, right? So you're the only one who can do this. Like maybe your friends tell you you have a problem or something, but you're the only one who can truly like say, I have a problem in this area and like I want to get better at it, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to be honest with yourself. Like, are you reading the Bible and finding yourself getting distracted really easily? Or are you worshiping and having to check your phone like every couple of minutes? Are you praying and you're only able to pray for like 10 minutes and then like you get bored or something like that? You're not experiencing the presence of God. You know what I mean? Are these things happening to you? Like any second you have, you have to check your phone. You have to take a mental stock of how you're doing with this. And it's so easy to not notice, right? It's so easy to just be um, like feel good and comfy in like consuming all this information because it does feel good. It does feel normal to, to consume all of it, um, especially if there's a lot of different areas you consume media in. It doesn't seem like you're always going to the same place all the time. Like you spend 30 minutes on one app, 30 minutes on another app, 15 minutes on another app. You're like, oh, yeah, right. I'm not using this that much. You're right. just going to a lot of different apps. It's like spending money. Yeah, it's like On the weekends, I'm like, I don't spend that much money. I spent $10 here. And I look, I'm like, yo, I spent like $70 this weekend. Yeah. And I'm like, how? And it was just because I was like, I got food, I got gas, I'm going to get chips. Watch a movie, I'll pay for this. And then I'm like, oh, that, it's all gone. Up. But yeah, so it's like little pockets will, will eat you away at you. Right. Yeah. So you got to take an honest mental stock of where you're at, and then you just got to make the right decisions for your life. You know what I mean? I can't make it any more simple for you. There's 
tons of apps you can get. You have no excuse for like not making that decision. You got friends. You don't got friends. You got a mom or you got a dad or something like that. You got a landlord or your next door neighbor or someone. <laughs> the who, landlord helped me not. Who can who can put you it? You went to your landlord and did that. He'd be like. Bro, I got no one. Please Yo, put this passcode in my phone. You give me money. I, I, I don't, I've never actually rented an apartment, so maybe a landlord would be super cool. I'm like, yeah, cool, but I would assume yeah, yeah. other guys like, just give me your money on time, dude. I don't care. Yeah, you got coworkers. You got someone that could like help you out. You know what I mean? You don't have an excuse. You, right. you could make a change if you want to. And if you see this thing affecting your life, which is a sin, like having an addiction, having an idol, something mm-hmm. that you need to go to to be satisfied that's not God, is a sin. Come on. Right? Come on. Sin's not necessarily a great thing you, you want to <laughs> do, right? I would say it's probably one of the worst things. Yeah, you probably one of the worst have. things yeah. you can do. That would and be so you don't want to do those things. And so you want to change, right? If you're not motivated, I hope that that motivates you. You know, yeah. you don't want to sin against God, the creator yeah. of the universe. And if you if you're not motivated, like I've been, like I'm super given to apathy. Like mm-hmm. very, that's probably one of my biggest struggles. I would say is like if I get upset, it's very easy for me to just like want to disengage immediately. And so mm-hmm. what I have to do is I have to continually do stuff to keep myself passionate. Where it's mm-hmm. like I have to get up and like first thing after I shower is like I gotta get in the word of God I gotta Mm -hmm. stay I gotta pray as I'm showering I pray and I have to like get loud when I'm praying Mm -hmm. a little bit just so I can like Ethan like this is not like it's not a game this is real life this is God and I love him yeah and so like I'm super given to apathy so if it's and and that's like where it's like I don't care I'm not gonna be motivated whatever we'll hang out Mm -hmm. kill it but if you're unmotivated, like one time, some some stuff I do is I really will pray like God like I want to want to be in your presence Mm -hmm. There's people who's like, I want to be in your presence, so I'm going to go. But like sometimes it's like, I don't feel like that I want to, but I know I want to, so I'm going to pray mm. that I would want to. Yeah. And God is not mad at you for that. He knows that's your heart. He wants to help you with that. Yeah. Right? And so if you're unmotivated, like, uh, yeah, get convicted by sin, righteousness, and judgment like um, the Holy Spirit came to do. J- yeah. Jesus says in uh, the book of John that that's the Holy Spirit came to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. So get convicted of your sin of idolatry, like Derry is saying, which is a good thing. That's mm-hmm. God highlighting areas of our lives that we can grow in. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying that we're untouchable. It happens to us. Yep. You know, I'm currently not drinking coffee right now because I want to make sure I, I'm, I'm not, I, I have my body in check, yeah. right? Which I, ha- I think I've been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's prideful or not, but anyways, moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, like if God's convicting, that's good. Be motivated by conviction to be called higher into holiness. That's good. Mm-hmm. And then pray that you would be motivated. That's a good thing to pray to. Mm-hmm. Pray for motivation. And also, I think motivation is built in discipline. Yeah. You know, you don't, no one wants to do things that are disciplinary in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess disciplinary is not the right word. But like, people don't naturally, I think, want to start lifting a bunch of weights, mm-hmm. but they know the end result is good. Yeah. And people don't want to go to university, but they know the end result is good. Yeah. Right? And so, you might not want to create these disciplines, these spiritual disciplines for your, your godliness or your holiness and your sanctification, but you know the end result is mm-hmm. God being glorified in you in his presence and you knowing him more. That is the best thing that you could have in this whole world, mm-hmm. right? So just yeah. if you're unmotivated, create discipline and let the discipline motivate you. Exactly. Yeah, you don't need motivation necessarily um, to be disciplined, but it helps. And I'll give you the key to discipline right here, right? Like I was, um, last week I was experiencing or no, maybe two weeks ago, I was um, experiencing like fatigue in like just how much I worked out, right? I work out five days a week in the morning at six in the morning. Animal. Yeah, and I was like, I just like 
don't feel like doing this anymore. Like every day I've woken up this week, I just don't want to like keep waking up so early. I want to go to sleep and like, I don't understand like why I'm working out anymore. Like, I just don't know why I'm doing this. That's why and I stopped, bro. I was at the gym and I looked around. And I was like, oh, this is a life. I saw people like 70 years old. I was like, mm. oh, oh, I didn't sign up for this. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And I stopped. And so the thing that I lost was the goal that I had mm. and why I was doing this. Right. Yeah. And I realized I was just being disciplined for no reason. And I had to refine the goal and why I wanted to work out mm. to be able to continue in that discipline. Yeah, right. That's good. So I had to sit down and think, why am I doing this? What's my goal and what am I getting out of this? And I can think about like my health and how yeah. I look and like the activities I want to be able to do and all the, the good things you like to do. Yeah. All the good things about why I work out. Right. And the longevity of my life and the stewardship of the temple that I have been given by God. Um, I can think about all those things. So the same goes for like being addicted to technology. You got to think about your goal, right? And maybe the answer is to not just be addicted to technology anymore. Like the goal is you want to <laughs> have, stop it. <laughs> the goal is you want to have more, um, fruitful relationships with your friends or maybe yeah. with your spouse or with your kids, or you want to have this hobby that you've never really like gotten into. You want to start doing jujitsu. You want to start shooting bows and arrows or painting or something like that. Right. I like, was thinking knitting. You went way. I was like, yeah, dude, I got, bow and arrow. I was like, I got way cooler. I was you, bro. Of, like sewing or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> like maybe you wanted to start these hobbies, but you just, you feel like you don't have the time my friend you do you're just spending it on your phone Come right on. so you got to be able to set a goal for you yourself and then as you can see that goal being achieved that's going to give you more motivation yeah. to continue to be motivated or to continue to be disciplined yeah and what you should do is like when you're picking up this new hobby you should before you really start you should think to yourself like imagine what you being good at this looks like mm -hmm. you know so if you're like man like like i remember one time i was like i want to learn how to sew a shirt mm -hmm. so i bought some fabric and my mom helped me out and I was like, and I, I have the shirt now. It's actually super cool. Yeah. But I was imagining like, okay, what will I think when I have the shirt? I was imagining myself wearing the shirt. Mm -hmm. I was imagining getting compliments with the shirt or whatever, mm -hmm. or how fun it would be to say, yeah, I made it. Like when people say, that's a nice shirt. I'm like, thanks. I made it. Right. Like that sense of accomplishment that I would feel. I imagined all that and it helped me. It pushed me to keep going. Yeah. Right. So there's an idea, like keep that goal in mind. Remember why you're doing it. Remember like, why am I giving up the social media? What's the end goal? The end goal is that I have internal peace. The end goal is I don't have anxiety. What does you without anxiety look like? Yeah. What does you with like improving in mental health look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and then when you see yourself like that, you know the steps to get there, at least some steps that will help you get there. Mm -hmm. And some of that is sacrificing social media. Like move towards that. Yeah. So. Nice. Nice. That's all I got. <laughs> So yeah, well, guys, we love you. We thank you for listening yep. to us. We got everything. Just go find us somewhere. We got it all. <laughs> you can give us money too if you want. Yeah, on Spotify. I just got Spotify. I've never actually had Spotify, seriously. Nice. It's, so a, great, I it's a great it. app. Yeah, I looked up our podcast on it and I said, yeah, yeah. you can support this podcast on Spotify. So you can click it right there on Spotify. Yeah. Um, if this has blessed you and you want to just help us out, what not all the money goes to the ministry. Yep. So... We're reaching people. We're doing the Lord's work yep. as best we know how. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's all about God and reaching people and, and bringing the gospel and spreading the kingdom and, and cultivating healthy Christians. Yep. So thanks for listening. Now that you've spent 47 minutes being addicted to your phone and listening <laughs> to this podcast, you can go to something else not on your phone. Yeah, go on a or walk. Or maybe you listen to this while running. Good yeah. for you. Yo, every time we go, every time we're driving and Darius sees someone running, 
who rolled down, rolled down the window and cheer them on. Yeah, it's it. honestly so fun because <laughs> you're like, I do that too, and like I want to give this guy like a boost of morale and be like, yeah, yeah I'll do. A couple days ago, I was actually running with this, not with this dude, but I passed this dude running, and he's like running by me on the other side of the street, and I lift both my arms up and I go, yeah, <laughs> like this, and he, he like looks over me and he goes, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, that was nice, and then like I run around the block, and then I pass him again at a different point, and he like sees me and he goes, yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's go, that's awesome, that's pretty funny, that sense of community is amazing, yeah, it's great, like Please. we're both we're both struggling, right. we both know what we're going if through right now. There's something about like when you're in some form of suffering and you're with someone, there's like that bondage and that brotherhood that's like for yeah. And I know running is a very mild form of quote unquote suffering, but mm. there's an action that you're not really enjoying that you're doing and pushing through and you see someone right. else doing the same thing. Yeah, so, motivate yeah. them. Yeah, so guys, go on a walk um, if you're allowed to legally. I don't know what that looks like. Where you are. Or just go on a walk anyways. I mean, just don't get caught. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, enjoy life. Look around, draw a picture, even if you're bad yep. at it. Um, yep. Maybe you'll get good at it. Maybe you'll get really good. Maybe you'll. Maybe we start an art career for someone. Yeah. And they can draw us a picture and send it to us one day. <laughs> you owe me money. I'm just saying, if you, if you start anything <laughs> profitable from this conversation, you owe me money. We want 10% of whatever profits you get. <laughs> yep. Um, you're welcome. Yep. All righty. <laughs> Hasta la vista.